0: There's uh hello, how are you, how are you, and you, it's
1: snowing, who put all the snow in here, it was me, it was I, I put all the snow in here, it was me, I acted surprised but there was, n- I wasn't surprised, I was just joking. This is, you know, we wait. We just hang out here for like a minute or two for two people to show up because they're gonna miss this and that and all the fantastic ideas that I have. So we were gonna wait. Did you ever see the movie The Running Man? In that movie, there was a character named Sub Zero. I'm not unlike this character from the movie, you know. He was like he was. Uh, his name was Sub-Zero, and then when I killed him, I was like, Sub-Zero, now Plain Zero. It was really intimidating. I Wesley Plutky. Did you ever see the movie The Running Man? There's no... You, you might be too young for The Running Man. It was very violent. Except there was a man in it, his name was... Uh, Buzzsaw... And he had to split, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I literally chopped him in two. But they didn't show it. You just saw his belt was cut in two. Hey, did you ever see the movie The Total Recall? I, I saw it, but I don't remember it. Wesley, did you remember the part in The Running Man when he says, when I said, I'll be back. Richard Dawson said only in the rerun Uh, little did he know that I would come back to get him I got him I seem almost superhuman but I have this ice ray gun now that I can make uh, snow with you ever make snow what are you doing here Freeze? oh Batman I did not expect you here what are you talking about? This is my bat cave. This is where I reside. I'm a bat. I actually sleep upside down, hanging from my feet. The floor is covered in guano. How did you not know that this was not my residence? i i, I don't know. That is the Terminator. I look like the Terminator, don't I? No, you look like Mr. Freeze to me. Okay, Batman. Hi, Gem. How are you? Nice to see you. Listen, people are really tired of that pun. Good golly, <laughs> You guys are so lame. Why do you always show up and try to like ruin a party, Batwoman? Yeah, Batwoman. Can't you see that we're having a discussion? Yeah, but it's not that in- interesting. It was totally interesting. Did you ever see the movie The Running Man? Yeah. It wasn't as good as Total Recall, though. What are you talking about? All of my movies are good. All of my movies are equally fantastic. No. Do you remember, uh, that movie you did called, uh, uh, Jingle All the Way? It is one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made. Well, I'd have to disagree with that. It did have Anakin Skywalker in it, though. Would you... With you you talking about Batman, you're wearing a Christmas hat, you must like it. You need to like my movies. All of my movies. Do you remember that movie you did called Red Heat? Yeah, that was the greatest movie where I played an Austrian with a Russian accent. You've never seen that before. Yeah, it was intolerable, interminable, interminatable. Yeah, you saw the Terminator, yeah? I saw every single Terminator there is. And you're in every single one of them somehow. Your images, at least. Remember in Terminator Salvation, you were in that for like a second? Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, my son was Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> now this, he said, he said that like this. Now this is pod racing, he said when I got him his toy. He wanted the Mr. Excellent Toy. Do you think there are enough people here to start the show? No. There's never enough people here to start the show. Your accent seems to be getting thicker and thicker as we go. That's fantastic. I... It seems you've been in America for at least 50 years now. Yeah. Why isn't your accent any better? because he's not the galaxy's greatest detective. Well, I'm the world's greatest detective and you but you're not the great the galaxy's greatest detective. I'm the galaxy's greatest detective. She's kind of good. She's actually fantastic. She's excellent. She's uh excellent. excellent. Turbo man, that's the, that's the guy who was Turbo man. I'm Turbo man. Maybe I should get a pack. like the Mandalorian. You should get a mandolin like the Mandalorian. Yeah, he's getting good at it. You know, I heard him the other day. He was playing Losing My Religion. It's basically the only pop song with featuring the mandolin, unless it's bluegrass. Do you want to start the show? Who wants to start the show? I... I want to start the show. Oh, good golly, Bane. How did you get so big? I grew.
2: I was working on this the whole time. Aristotle needs to drink more coffee so that he can do my voice better. Bane,
1: the size of your head is incredibly disproportionate to the size of your body. What's going
2: on here? Well, Batman, you should be one to talk. My head is perfectly proportional for an adult human male. Well, then, what about the snow inside your bat cave?
1: Oh, that's, uh, that's Mr. Freeze's fault. It's Mr. Freeze's fault. Oh hey everybody, what's up? I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. We started the show. This is it. We've started. This is it. we've begun. We did like a seven minute intro. That was crazy, guys. So much introduction. I don't know. I watch it just the same as you. Every day I watch. I'm like, what are they talking about? What are the What are they up to this time? Those guys and their hijinks, their tomfoolery, their shenanigans. Their silliness, their their fun and games, they're horsing around. <laughs> they, Grogu, Grogu, uh oh, Grogu look like Batman. What do you think, Grogu? Grogu look like Batman to me. Don't you tell Batman. Let's go check out them. No. Oh. oh, you seem to have caught us. We were we were just dancing. We were just having a party with Bane. But uh, Grogu, I'm every Batman. Remember that? I'm every Batman. You're not me. You're not Batman. But I'm also Batwoman. That doesn't make any sense. It will. <laughs> why does Grogu have sunglasses? Is this a riddle? Grogu, why does Grogu have sunglasses? So, because... Because uh, cause the future's so bright Because the show is so Illuminous <laughs> Illuminating Illuminous Is that a word? It's The show is belongs to the Illuminati <laughs> It looks like I'm looking at the comments See when I read them I changed my eyeline so when I read the comments It looks like I'm like looking down at the comments See That's some 3D stuff right there guys You, you can't top that that's high tech. That's high tech. That is the top level of technology that we've achieved in the United States and here in America and here also in North America, the United States of America. USA, USB. You guys, what's the best streaming service? What is the best streaming service? Disney Plus, probably. No. What do you look for in a streaming service? That's what we're talking about today. You guys can also donate to the ACLU. You can always donate to the ACLU. Subscribe. Please subscribe. Please like and share. Do those things. Do those... In fact, do those things right now. Do like at least one like and one share. While you think over your answer for what's the best streaming service, it's definitely not Hulu. Hulu. Hulu is just like, you could pay 5 dollars or 7 dollars or $29.99 or $59.99 or $199. It's like, wait a minute, why don't I just get cable? <laughs> What's the best bang for your buck for streaming services? It's Netflix, but what is the best one though? Disney Plus, probably. I don't know. I like Disney Plus because it's got like a lot of movies that I can rewatch. It's got all the Star Wars movies. I love to rewatch. Hulu. Is the absolute worst. This is what I read right here. Hulu is the worst. I agree. Hulu is the worst. Why, though? And it's got some good shows on there. Except when I want to watch the next episode of the show, I have to go back into the menu. I have to drop down the menu. I got to go find the second season. I got to go click on the second season. Click through. HBO Max is equally stupid in that fashion. Equally not as fun to, to interact with. The interface is weak. Looks like it's just me and you here, Jen. This says three. Wait, three people. Hey, hey, all three of you. You guys want to go fishing? You guys want to hey, want to blow this blow this stack? What do, I don't know what the term I'm looking for. You know, and like buzz on out of here. Get some get some night crawlers. Go fishing. <laughs> you know, this is my favorite part of the day because I get to hang out with you and talk and chat. Like LeVar Burton And play with my dolls When you're an adult When you're a kid You play with action figures Wesley's here Jen's here At one time I think we had 12 or 13 people Watching at once (laughs) Maybe even More Some people come and go I notice that people Pop in, say hi And then they leave Which is fine also Below this popsicle stand Well thank you for being here What's your favorite uh, Streaming service? That's what we're Talking about today That is the uh, subject of the day. And I gotta tell you, I got some gripes with HBO Max. I've got a bone to pick with Hulu. Except Netflix seems to be pretty consistent. However, it's got so much content that I can't stop clicking through it. I just click through it. I just click through Netflix and then I'm like, Well, I'm done clicking. Let me go to bed now. I think I've clicked as much as I could. My thumb hurts. I'm tired. I need a snack. I looked at all of the thumbnails. They were beautiful. Beautiful. You know, the best part about being a set photographer is the thumbnails that you look at, those are set photos. I'm a set photographer generally by trade when they're filming things here in Los Angeles. (laughs) I'm a photographer. I take pictures. I go to movie sets and I'm on a movie set with, you know, whoever, famous people, could be famous people, just actors in general. When I'm not acting myself on a set, which is often, I'm often not acting on a set. I work on movies. And I'll, you can go check out my IMDb. I worked on, like, I don't know, 40 movies or 50 movies. And the, the best part about being a set photographer is that people don't realize that the photos that I'm taking on set are the photos that you're clicking on on the Netflix or on the Hulu. Those are the pictures that I take. The poster. People don't realize that that's actually a job that someone has to have. <laughs> like, they pay me to go to the set to take that picture that you click on, basically. Uh, so... You know, if you look at thumbnails, let's see, Uh, you know what I'm talking about, thumbnails on streaming services, very rarely is it an actual still from the movie, you can't really print out a still from a movie, you know, so anyway, that's a little bit of insight into my life and my work. The movie poster, the movie thumbnail, that's what you're clicking on. That's what I like to look at. Some of them are really intriguing. Netflix says John Mulaney, and that is enough to make it good. John Mulaney is a very funny man. He's very funny comedy specials. He's always very, uh... You know John Mulaney inspired the pitch meetings. Do you guys watch pitch meetings on YouTube? They're one of my favorite things to watch. Pitch meetings, because John Mulaney did a bit on Back to the Future... And the people trying to pitch Back to the Future in the studio. And it's hilarious. John Mulaney's like, yeah, so this kid, right? He goes he goes to 1955. And they're like, well, what is it called? It's called Back to the Future. And they're like, well, I don't know about that title. But no, but get this. He falls in love with His mother falls in love with him. <laughs> I don't know if we should get behind this. <laughs> it's a really great bit. It's a really great... Uh, John Mulaney, former writer for SNL. Great host on SNL. Very funny guy. Always wears a suit, keeps his hair cut. But you know that he's drunk half the time. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. Grogu. Grogu. Let me turn this down. Hold on. Grogu. I can't hear nothing. That's feedbacking feeding back. Grogu. Hey, Grogu. Hey, say something, Grogu. They want to hear from you. They want to hear what you have to say. What is your favorite streaming service? I think he said Hulu. I think he said Hulu. Why the heck would you like Hulu? Hulu. Do you expect me to believe that Grogu loves Hulu? That's crazy what is your favorite let me let me move my helmet down you can't you can't you still don't see my chin there it doesn't cover my entire head my entire fro john Mullaney was investigated by the secret service for a joke he made on snl you know something that's crazy you know, I could take the Secret Service. I actually know the Secret Service. I was part of the Secret Service. That was my first job. I was a foundling. But I found I found myself uh, eventually working for the Secret Service and protecting uh, the President, Barack Obama. Yes, that's canon. Mandalorian. I'm a bounty hunter by night. I protect the President by night also. Guys, do you guys... Aristotle has a really good story about the Secret Service. You guys want to hear it? Does anybody want to hear the Secret Service story Aristotle has? No? Aristotle met the head of the Secret Service, Jerry Parr. Jerry Parr gave him a recommendation to join the Secret Service. But Aristotle was like, I like to play music. He likes to play music. He doesn't like to shoot people. Oh! You guys want to hear my story about the Secret Service? Story time. Uh, so, when I was went to the Barack Obama inauguration ceremony in 2009, January 2009, I was there, and we had a big uh, Barack Obama party, right? So my friend Oliver, he grew up next door to this guy, Jerry Parr. Jerry Parr was the former head of the Secret Service. Not only was he the former head of the Secret Service, Jerry Parr, he was about 80 at the time, in 1982 or maybe in 81 I believe I don't know the year exactly but Ronald Reagan former president of the United States Ronald Reagan he was the president from 1981 to 1989 the president um former president Ronald Reagan was shot many people don't know this but he was shot there's a very famous photo secrets of photos maybe I'll go po- find that photo um he was shot by a guy who was trying to impress Jodie Foster. But Jerry Parr um, saved Ronald Reagan's life by pushing Ronald Reagan into the limo after Ronald Reagan was waving to a crowd, got shot, realized he got shot, got shoved into a limo. And as Ronald Reagan was bleeding, Jerry Parr was trying to see what the damage was on the president, so he's like feeling around on the president. Tix, took the president's jacket off, saw that there was blood coming from underneath his armpit, and he said to the president, uh, "You're ble- bleeding from the lung." And he noticed that the blood was very cl- like light colored. So he's like he's told the the uh, motorcade driver. He said, "Go to the hospital. Go to the nearest hospital." I forgot, I think it was the president. The hospital that the president just went to. Um, Walter Reed, maybe. Instead of going all the way back to the White House where they also have a medical unit that was standing by, ready to receive Ronald Reagan after he got shot, there was a medical unit at the White House, but it would have taken like 12 or 15 minutes to get there and it was only a few minutes away to get to Walter Reed. And when Ronald Reagan got to Walter Reed Hospital he was told that if he had waited any longer um, they would have he would have died. So Jerry Parr was actually integral in saving the president's life let me show you pardon me um let's see what is it window capture let's see uh, window capture I'm gonna show you uh, uh, um, there you go I spelled Ronald wrong but you got it you guys get the picture all right <laughs> no I spelled Ronald right but that's, that was Jerry Parr. I'll just float this around here. I got to meet him. It was really cool. So there's Ronald Reagan waving. And then Jerry Parr saved his life. Look at that. Look at that conviction on his face. He pushed Reagan into the limo. Jerry put himself in harm's way to protect Ronnie. Uh... And I'm forever grateful Nancy Reagan So that's pretty neat So I got to meet Jerry Parr Because he was at the uh, inauguration party That my friend Oliver's mother threw Because they were direct neighbors They were next door neighbors So when I walked up to Jerry Parr I said hey Jerry Parr It's not every day that you meet A national hero And then we became best friends ever since And then we talked about it, and he told me all about that that day, that fateful day. And he said that on the day that uh, Kennedy was shot, to this day he would call the guy who saved Jackie Onassis. The two of them were the only Secret Service people who ever were the head of the Secret Service during an attempt and an actual, uh, an actual successful uh, taking of the president's life. I didn't want to say execution. Because that's just too literal. I'll show you my picture with me and Jerry Paw. I have it. It's story time. That's what I like about the show. You just you just do you just do whatever you want. You just do whatever you want, <laughs> right? And you tell you tell everybody don't get Hulu. Get HBO Max maybe. But HBO Max has got like a problem with its interface. I don't like the problem with the interface. Where's my albums? Let's see. Maybe it's in here. Maybe it's in here. Nope, nope, in here. Oh, there's my picture of Ebert. Oh, here we go. Inauguration two thousand nine. I'm gonna show you guys my picture of me and Jerry Pa. Why doesn't it? Why isn't it not here? Uh, it, you'll laugh because it was funny. Oh, here it is. Sadly, Jerry Paw is no longer with us. He's uh in Spain. Uh just a kid. Let's see. There's so many buttons you can press, and I like to press all of them sometimes. Sometimes I press all of the buttons at once. There we go. Look! That's me and Jerry Paw. See that? We're best buddies. He was a good guy. He's a good guy. He saved the pre- life of the president. Even if you don't like the life of the president, I mean, the president at the time, politically, it's a big deal to save the life of the president. You know? That's a good thing. What was John Mulaney called investigate? What was the joke that John Mulaney told? Never mind what I'm wearing. Never mind what I'm wearing. Actually, mind it. We had this idea back in the day with the band that if we wore suits and ties and played heavy rock music people would be confused enough to pay attention that was the idea anyway so we would walk into a place all wearing like suits and ties and then like jump around and and do flying split kicks and and rock (laughs) and people would be like i cannot reconcile the way you guys look with the sound of the music that's coming out of your instruments we liked that (laughs) we thought that was hilarious jen someone should be my friend in discord Well, I wonder, I always wonder what, uh... but the cool thing about Jerry Parr, me and Jerry Parr, the cool thing about him was that he would keep asking if I wanted to join the Secret Service, (laughs) and I was like, Jerry, I I appreciate it, he's like, I'll give you a good recommendation, I was the head of the Secret Service for six presidents, and I was like, you know, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know about if I, if I want to join the Secret Service. They're tough, though. Secret Service agents are incredibly tough. They go through like Navy SEAL-like training. They gotta hold their breath. They get thrown into the bottom of a pool with a bunch of weights. They get lit on fire and shot out of a cannon into a gigantic jello mold. It's true. Yes, we did flying kick splits in suits. You would you would not have believed your eyes. You would have been marveled and dazzled at the uh, the insanity, the silliness. What are you eating for dinner, Jen? I'm curious, because I have not... I had peanuts earlier and an apple. Those were great. Those were... I highly recommend... Guys, if you ever get the chance to have peanuts with an apple, it's almost as good as peanut butter on an apple. It's almost as good. Oh my god! got to cancel the show right now sorry what are you doing you just let your secret identity go now everybody knows it's you grogu oops i said his name grogu look he's peeking <laughs> you got chased by secret service agents at the capitol yeah well i don't blame them for 20 artists if i saw you i would be like get that guy he's up to no good <laughs> <laughs> go, go, that guy right there Something sp- fishy Something suspicious going on Mushroom risotto Ooh, the risotto You know what my favorite part about Watching Health Kitchen or something Is when, uh When that chef was his name? Not Guy Fieri But the other blonde chef they're pretty much in the same category. Uh, the, the Hell's Kitchen with uh, Guy Fieri. That guy. You know which guy I'm talking about. He would always be like this The risotto!
0: The risotto! You're burning the risotto!
1: He would always be like that.
0: The risotto!
1: By the way, mushroom risotto sounds amazing. I would like a a piece. Can I just get a piece? Just one risotto, A (laughs) risotti. Just a single... Dave Ramsey, that's it. Gordon. Flash Gordon Ramsey. Uh-oh, sounds like we've got a new character. (laughs) Flash Gordon Ramsey. Uh-oh. Let me see if I can Google that, if it's already existing. Flash Gordon Ramsey. Flash Gordon Ramsey Street. Uh, Gordon. Who names their kids Gordon? Same people who named their kid Gladys. Alright. Flash Gordon Ramsay. It looks like there's already somebody already thought of it, of course. But, um, they didn't come up with a he's the all-American British cook. I don't know. I'm making up. What would Flash Gordon Ramsay do? What would he even do? Just yell at everybody.
0: Ming! The risotto! Ming! The mushroom risotto!
1: From the top of his head... From the top of his fro to the bottom of his risottos. This is what you get. Listen, it can't all be gems. It's on every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you know, it can get boiled down. We can boil this risotto down to like one risotti, and uh, you, we can refine the show to one little tiny grain of good. You know what today's uh, today's lesson, today's moral, today's through line is stick to itiveness. Stick with it. Stick with it, ladies and gentlemen. I've been doing a hike every single day. I did a hike. This Today was my eighth day. Look, I'm out of focus. My focus didn't even want to hang out with me. <laughs> focus was like, I'm out. Of, I'm out. I'm over here now. Um, no. Alright. Focus doesn't want to play today. So I'm turning that off. Yeah. Um, I'm still out of focus. See, this is what happens when you're a photographer. You're like, it's out of
0: focus. Focus, please.
1: Um, But I've I've done a hike every single day. This is my um, eighth day that I've done a hike. Because just being consistent. I might even play drums after this. I played drums yesterday, but not on camera. Playing drums every day. Gotta get good at the drums. You know why? Got the big show on Saturday. Dave Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) He yells at you about your cooking and your finances.
0: (laughs) The risotto! Do you know how much this costs? This is not in our risotto budget! Mushrooms? You
1: crazy. They better not be truffles. You'll put us in the poorhouse. Let's turn the focus back on, see if my camera recognizes me. Yeah, there it goes. Um, Angie and I are playing again later if you want to get get bored of the drums. My strategy for December, I might, I just might actually, depends on my energy levels. Uh, I'm realizing that drinking coffee at 5 p.m. is not the greatest suggestion. <laughs> but i do it anyway. Because I want to be on. I want to be energized. I want to be filled with ideas for you guys. Um, I want to be entertaining enough for you guys to stick with it. Stick to it, right? Stick-to-itiveness, that's the lesson today, right?
0: Yeah, stick to the groove. What do you mean? Don't you hear the
1: beat? It's It's got a nice beat and I can dance to it. You guys have no rhythm whatsoever. No, we do though, we have so much rhythm.
0: Sadly, none
1: of them had rhythm. None of them even had any semblance of pitch. They did not understand the complexities and the intricacies of music, for they had listened to disco,
0: and only disco. Disco, perhaps the worst movement in all of music, besides polka. But that is neither here nor there,
1: as I reside in this cave. Forgotten dreams inside the belly of the rock biter.
0: Ah, I'm the classic rock biter. Ah, from the never ending story. You guys ever see the never ending story? Ah, ah, ah. What do you mean, disco was the worst, man? Get, I'm gonna take some tums and get rid of my indigestion indigestible Werner Hertz hog that's inside my belly which is also the cave of forgotten dreams come on man there was some good disco kc and the sunshine band man that's classic you ever listen to uh <laughs> you ever listen to three dog night <laughs> i know that's not disco but you know disco You ever hear Disco Tech by U2? U2 is so many people's favorite band. I don't know why. Because sometimes people think U2 is like... Like Jesus rock, but it's not really Jesus rock. I I remember Jesus. That was only 2,000 years ago, and I'm 500 million years old. So 2,000 years ago was like about 10 minutes in my times. So I remember that like... 10 minutes ago. Jesus was there. Dude listened to country, man. He was into bluegrass. Played the mandolin actually. What? You learn
1: something new every day and you also forget two things though. <laughs> That's what we learn on the show. To this show, this show you learn something new every show, except you forget two things that you knew for sure for certain. Look, my, my my camera does not recognize me. I'm waiting for it to recognize me. Hey, camera, this is what I look like. Remember? Yeah, there we go. Um, game time again. I mean, I guess if the people want it, I could play a um a oh wit. Let's see. The Star Trek blanket is in focus. Yes. Do you see that? There's like a uh, there's like a mixture of <laughs> Star Trek versus Star Wars right there. They're they're abutted against. They're adjoined. You know, we are going to have a game tomorrow. We're going to be playing trivia. So remember to tune in tomorrow for the Lord of the Rings Trivia. L-O-R-D-T of the... Good Lord of the Rings Trivia. That's what we'll call it. (laughs) Lord of the Rings Trivia tomorrow night. And right now, if you're just joining me, remember to go to uh, Best Streaming Service. What does this say up here? Best Streaming... Oh, that's the title of the show. I thought there was like an option on there's, like, a new little thing on the top, which is funny, on Instagram. Guys, there are actually Lord Lord of the Rings. Lord, Lordess, Lordess Chaconne of the Rings. Lord, yeah. Lord of the Rings, I'll get a picture of, like, Lord. That'd be hilarious. She's Kiwi. She, like, she has, actually, a secret Instagrams. She has a secret Instagram that is just onion rings. How brilliant is that? It's not so secret now. I told you about it. But there's this, there's an onion rings Instagram feed. All she posts is onion rings and her review of them. Because after every show, she goes and gets onion rings. And then she eats them and takes a photo and puts it on Instagram. And she gives, like, a very detailed description of the onion rings. I like onion rings. You guys like onion rings? Onion rings are pretty good. You ever have the blooming onion? The bloomin' onion? no it's it's worth it it's really worth it please put put down this
2: please put down the onion please put down the onion put some uh, put uh, do you like breaded onion rings or do you like the onion rings that are beer battered. I like, it depends. Well, for me, personally, I can't have any because I just eat baby food. I can only eat baby food. I can only process baby food. Hold on a second. Well,
1: that's a tough break.
2: No, it's actually pretty good. I just puree the onion rings. It doesn't matter to me. Beer battered, or uh, beer battered or breaded, just fine. You know what I also like? I also like mushroom risotto, but you gotta you gotta blend it. You gotta blend it up, blend it up in a blender. Blended or alive, blended blended or dead. You're coming. You know your your risotto creep. What? I think I just, I think I just ruined everything.
1: Put these controls back on. I, sorry guys, you're seeing the, the behind the scenes. Oh, put this back here. I would like for this button to work. It's not working, guys. Anyway, that's fine. I'll figure that out later. Doesn't matter. Hey Marquis more Lord of the Rings What else is in the news, ladies and gentlemen? Are you looking forward to the remake that they're going to make? Speaking of HBO Max, they're going to do True Blood again. Why well, are you going to do it again? Is it going to be a sequel? Is it going to be the same thing over again with Sookie? Hey there, Sookie. Sookie, come on. What else? Or to Grinch. The Grinch musical. Man. Dr. Seuss is Dr. Seuss got, got called a doctor right now. He's rolling over in his Dr. Seuss grave right now, looking at all this stuff that are using with his uh property. Dr. Seuss spent his whole life not licensing his books into like to be made into silly movies. And then as soon as he died, his estate was like Yo, we're going to make some money on this Dr. Seuss. We're going to be making it rain with Dr. Seuss. We're going to be... There's so much Dr. Dr. Seuss uh, movies that are bad, like uh, Cat in a Hat. You guys see that? It was bad. You guys see The Grinch? It's all right. It was also bad. The best one is the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the animated one from the 60s, which I might just watch right after this, and then crawl into bed and sleep for 22 hours. So that I can wake up one hour before the show tomorrow. We're on lockdown, guys. Here in Los Angeles. I didn't see the Lorax, though. Was it good? I feel like sometimes they... uh, They don't do a good job. Just they want to make a quick payday. So they just don't do a good job. And they go, you know, it's Dr. Seuss. The kids will love it. I worked at a movie theater when I was younger. And also when I was older. But... I worked at a movie theater when I was older than I am now, and um, there was a time on Saturdays during the summer where you could see that the parents that got the kids' visitation on the weekends didn't know what to do with their kids, so they would take them to the movies (laughs) on a Saturday, and it would just be kids galore. It was great. It was funny because you're just like, I understand who goes to see movies now. On Friday nights, it was uh, dates, and Saturday nights at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., it was always like the exact same crowd of like just everybody, but it was funny because in the summer, it was just like, oh, nobody knows what to do with their kids in the summer, so summer camps would just take all their kids to the movies, parents would take their kids to the movies. It's a great place. It's a great place to go hang out. That's where my parents took me when I was young, and look what happened to me. Guess what, guys? I, guess what I can't find right now. Why is this? Why is this part of the show? Part of the show is me. Like whenever I'm in this mode, I'm looking for a pick. <laughs> I don't even know where the pick maker is. Let's see. I've got, found it. I gotta make another pick, guys. Oh, I found a I found a little, little tiny wallet. It's supposed to have picks inside. There's a tiny little pick wallet. Let's see if there's one inside. Oh, was a tiny baby, little baby itty bitty pick. That's for shredding. Your Christmas spirit.
2: <clears throat>
1: I, I have a bone to pick about the blue magic in in the uh, in the Mandalorian. The blue magic, I didn't like it. When Baby Yoda sits on that rock and then all the, shoot, the blue magic shoots up out of him, I didn't like it. You know why? I'm mad at it. I'm mad at the Mandalorian for bringing blue magic into the Star Wars canon. The live-action Star Wars canon. Now like you sit on a rock and all this blue lightning shoots out, out of you into the sky. Which is a crazy trope that we've seen repeatedly in the last ten years with movies where there's a, a light beam that shoots up into the sky. Now, in the last episode of The Mandalorian, they were totally guilty of that. It was a light beam, a blue light beam that shoots up into the sky. The Force is not a laser beam. The Force surrounds us, and it's the energy that binds everything. The rock, the tree, that. I didn't like it. I don't like it. To me. Why they gotta make cartoons out of the real life thing? I don't like it, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. That's the first time we've ever seen blue light energy shooting out of a being. I don't even like force lightning, but why would something have to glow? Why couldn't Baby Yoda just sit on the rock, meditate, and then like Mando doesn't know how to like touch him? What am I really mad about? I'm mad that they used... We don't need to see that. We don't need to see We don't need to see blue magic energy. I'm mad that they're using they're making magical powers out of the force when it's just a thing. It's just a thing that you can access. It's not a magical light beam. It's making me angry. <laughs> it's making me so angry. I don't like it. It's not a magical laser beam. It's just like you think about it. You could go like this, things can happen, you can move things with your mind, you can you can do stuff, but wh- why does baby Grogu got to shoot, like, laser blues out of him? That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> you guys think I'm upset? No one else is mad about this? <laughs> no one else is uh, upset? I'm mad about it. I don't like it. I'm going to call Dave Filoni. I actually know someone who knows him. I'm, I'm mutual friends with Dave Filoni. My friends actually p- posted a bunch of pictures of them at the Skywalker Ranch because they know Dave Filoni. And I was so like, I would like to know Dave Filoni. Except I would also tell him, listen, F- Filoni Baloney, stop putting cartoons in real life. We don't need cartoon magic on a live action show. Stop with the yellow, the blue lights shooting up to the sky. We don't need no blue lights just... Have him think about it. Have the the Mandalorian try to reach out to grab him. And then he's like, I can't grab, I don't understand what's happening. Not a blue magnetic light. I feel like they were trying to show the force for effects. I know, you don't need to though. That's the thing. Did did Yoda sit in the swamp and shoot a like a blue laser out of his hand to lift the X-wing out of the swamp? No. He just concentrated. He was like this. Concentrated. You don't the blue light energy. Stop it. Stop it, Star Wars. <laughs> I'm really mad about this. It's controversial. No one else... <laughs> no one else is as mad as me about this. But li- I'm, I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna say, you ruined this Star Wars for me. <laughs> I'm gonna be on... I'm gonna be the... This is the moment that it got ruined for me. I stuck with it through all the prequels and all the sequels. Even the holiday special. But once you shot blue light out of Baby Yoda, I was like, I don't get it. Why has it got to be magical like this? It's magic? No, the Force is not magic. Can we stop saying the Force is magic? <laughs> I don't think they're gonna bring it back though. They're not. It's unfortunate. We'll be gaming thirty. It's unfortunate. I think that. It, I think that we're all miss, we're all losing out. We're all uh, being cheated as an audience because the force is misunderstood and I'm the only one who understands it am I right baby Batman grogu baby Batman grogu was it there we go
0: he's he's
2: even
1: see that he just goes like this even baby grogu gets it see he used the force to remove his glasses we didn't see no blue lights shooting out of him why's he got to be blue lights I, i'm mad about star wars let me tell you why i'm mad <laughs> the show always turns into star wars i'm mad because of this uh the, the idea is that everybody's got to be everybody's son, <laughs> I don't like. That everybody's got to be related somehow, I don't like. I don't like that um, That there's so many blue ghosts. The blue ghost was just kind of like a one-time deal, with, and then they kind of punctuated it with uh, Anakin and Yoda standing next to... Obi-Wan in the end of Return of the Jedi, but now everybody's like, I'm a blue ghost. No, I'm a blue ghost too. This, I talked about this yesterday. Nobody ever dies in Star Wars. Nobody ever dies. Everybody comes back some way or another. Obi-Wan, dead, not dead. Uh, Anakin, blue ghost. Yoda, blue ghost. Darth Maul, robot legs. Didn't die. Robot legs died dramatically, didn't die though. Emperor. Dead. Dramatically dead. Didn't die, though. It's back again. Everybody. Name a character, except for Padme. (laughs) Padme was the only one who died, and she died for no reason. She was just like, oh, I guess I should just die forever now. Why is this? Who do I think Grogu was calling to? I think he was just uh, switching channels. He was on a streaming service. He was on a blue light streaming service. He was on Hulu. He's like change the channel. He was just clicking through till he got to I don't know. I don't know. I think if they bring back an Oh yeah, Boba Fett. Remember he died? He fell into the Sarlacc pick. Psych. He's not dead. Boba Fett's back. So Star Wars does this. They go, we're going to kill people, but if people are mad about it, we'll just bring them back. I don't know why. But who do I think he was calling to, for real? If it's going to be like Mace Windu or somebody, we, it's got to be someone we know, right? If Grogu's sitting on a rock and they're building this big thing up and he's calling out to a Jedi, it's got to be somebody that we know already. Who survived? Who's, who's alive now? Princess Leia? Luke Skywalker? Remember Han Solo died in Star Wars Episode Seven, but somehow he was also in Star Wars Episode Nine. Dead, not dead. He's a he's a vision, he's a memory. Doesn't matter, guys. Nobody dies in Star Wars. I'm mad about it. Um. Who do you think it's gonna be? Who do I think it's gonna be? I mean, the the most obvious one would be Luke Skywalker, right? Because the obvious one would be he's the only one alive in that era. That should be a Jedi, but apparently Jedis are still around. Even though Ahsoka Tano is a a Sagi taco, she's just whatever. She's just, like, not a Jedi, right? She's kind of a... She renounced being a Jedi, so she's technically not a Jedi. So when Yoda said that there's... When you are gone, the last of the Jedi, you you will be, or whatever. That was not... That was kind of technically true. Except for, no, there is another... (laughs) Who, how many Jedi are just lurking about? Ben Solo would probably be, what, 10 years old at this point? Or five? I think it's five years after Jedi. What do you guys think? Do you want to see Luke Skywalker in the series? Do you want to see him played by Sebastian Stan, who would be the exact age he should be, basically 40 or so, or 35, 40, so do we want to just see all of the characters that we like in their prime doing the thing that they like to do, do we though, I don't know, I have gripes, I feel like a lot of the times the whole point of Star Wars is missed by Star Wars itself. Not that I should know more about Star Wars, but I don't think it's about magic, magical beam force powers, magical beams. I hope it's more cartoon characters from Rebels. Probably, right? I mean, we'll see. No, I'm just. I, you think that's deeper about Star Wars. I'm just genuinely mad about it. <laughs> I would. I'd like to say that I haven't been mad at the Mandalorian yet, but there's this—the one time I got angry. I was like, I don't like that he's shooting blue beams out because everything else has been so subtle. And that's always been the cool thing about the Force to me—that it's been subtle. We never even saw Luke. We never even saw the Force move things until. The Empire Strikes Back. And it didn't move things easily. I'm trying to think of a song to play, but I can't... I can't think. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Uh, Hey, sheer confessions. Guys, remember on the Instagram, you can participate in the fundraiser for the aclu every day we've raised hundreds of dollars for the aclu yeah i haven't been mad until this moment this is the moment that i that the mandalorian has made me angry like don't shoot blue lasers because the mandalorian is kind of just think about it this way in rogue one when our friend was said i'm with the force and the force is with me I'm with the force and the force is with me. And he was kind of going around just believing in the force and he was still able to fight off all of those, uh, those um, stormtroopers and whatnot and dodge all the bullets because he believed in himself. He didn't shoot blue lasers from his body. <laughs> he believed in himself. The only movies that shoot blue lasers are the silly ones that don't get that the force is just a thing that exists around you. Listen, I'm I'm angry but it's just you gotta get angry at something right <laughs> I'm not that mad but I am kind of upset I'm upset that they used blue magic it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's a force it's a force it's not a blue electricity even though electromagnet electromagnetism is a force. Can anybody name the four forces? Anybody? I'll give you a hint. That was a hint. One force is a... song nobody i'll play a song for before we go how about that gravity is this will has got one can you name the other three will you named half of a, a force just now when you said magnetism This is called jazz. That's jazz. How'd it sound? Why, why am I the only one mad about Baby Grogu shooting blue lasers up to the sky? <laughs> no, one else, no one else is mad about that? That's right. Electromagnetism, which is powering this guitar right now. What song am I going to play? Do you guys remember... uh,
2: Do you guys remember this one? I forget
1: how to play it. I did an arrangement of that song. My favorite Christmas song. Electromagnetism. He didn't shoot it. The temple rock shot it. His spirit was amplified. I don't know about that. I don't like it. It's, it's, it's fine. I don't like it. But it was needed. It was indeed just another blue beam into the sky. So we, we listen, we can we can disagree with respect and civility here, which is fine. Um and uh that's allowed. We're allowed to get see, I've started a debate.
0: <laughs> my anger I used my anger to fuel I used it <laughs> to
1: fuel the discussion. Uh I just thought it showed how powerful Grogu is, especially at the end of the episode. Maybe they could have like a, the ground shake. That's cool. Um, you know, I really didn't think about it until this morning. And then when I did think about it this morning, it made me angry. That's all. I was like, wait a minute. That's the first time we've seen in live action just blue light energy coming out of somebody. We don't need that. I'm a stickler for the mysticism behind it. I don't like the the literal magic of it. Uh, I would have thought it was more compelling so you said I thought it was an interest that it was an interesting that it showed that there were some things Mando won't be able to protect him from or understand I thought there's I think there's a there was there could have been a cool way to show that it could have showed like Mando's vision getting blurry when he tried to like go toward him like eh like or something because they show the Mando vision Or maybe, like, you know, some, you know how, like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. It's just a wave of the hand. You know how that they can move things with their mind? Maybe, like, Mando was trying to help him and then it was just, like, blurry and he couldn't couldn't help him. And that's why the Dark Troopers were able to grab him. It's just a simple fix. Like, maybe you you plop baby Grogu down on the rock. He closes his eyes and he's like, oh, I I could sense there's something I want to commune with nature right now. And then, uh, and then Mando comes back and he's like, come on, Grogu. <laughs> and I don't have time to set all this stuff up here, right? Come, uh, <laughs> Grogu, stop messing around, Grogu. Stop, stop messing around with that rock, Grogu. We gotta go, we gotta go Grogu. Let's get this go the heck out of here, Grogu. Why don't we just do that? Why don't we just, why don't I grab you and we leave? Well, they could have done that, right? He could have grabbed, they could have gone to grab the kid and then just been like, oh, I can't grab, I don't know what's going on with me, but I cannot, I'm unable to grab you. And then the dark troopers come down and they just grab them and pull them away because they're not governed by, you know, like mind tricks or anything. So, or, or are they? Are the dark troopers biological or are they just pure uh, droids? I prefer the subtle telekinesis, but I was thinking that it was the light side of the forest manifesting into to protect the wheeler wielders. Uh, what about the razor crest being blown up? That was pretty dramatic. I thought as soon as I saw the razor crest blow up, Wesley, I was like, well, time for a cool new vehicle. <laughs> Can't wait for that end of season two new ride that they can turn into a toy. Because <laughs> that's what they're going to do. Maybe, just maybe, Boba Fett will make him slave too. He'll make him another ship. He'll make him a ship that looks just like his. We'll see what happens. Maybe Boba Fett dies. Maybe Boba Fett dies again for real Next in the next couple episodes. Would you guys be happy with that? Would you guys be okay with Boba Fett dying again? I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because he's just going to come back. See you later, Will Be Gaming. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Um, Death troopers are exosuits, so there's actual people inside there. There's kind of they're kind of like Beatles, like the actual Beatles.
0: Remember
1: the Beatles? Let me turn this down. That's a good song. That's a great song. I wonder, wonder who wrote it. Hey, escape from post. Yeah, they they really destroyed that Razor Crest. I was kind of sad to see it go, but you know it was kind of on its last legs. The Mon Calamari repaired it, but they repaired it with ropes and like seafaring <laughs> equipment, which I thought was excellent, guys. I thought that was a really funny way to repair the the Razor Crest, a space faring vehicle but they used, you know, they used ropes and stuff and netting. <laughs> I thought that was great. Stuff like that I like. Blue laser beams going up to the sky I don't like. But I like that it causes a conversation. It causes it shakes up the it shakes everyone up cuz everybody's like, "But hey, I liked it." And I'm like, "I just don't like it." I figured it would be controversial enough to start a discussion. It's okay if you like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, I thought they were gonna go dark with this, and they still can because if something happens to Mando, it would push him onto an Anakin trajectory. Yeah, like I liked the idea that Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Asak Ahsakan, Turkey, what's her name? She was like, I can't. Mm, he's a little bit. He's already fifty. <laughs> I can't be teaching this little fifty-year-old how to. Go backwards with himself. He's already attached to the dark side. Yeah, I wonder what he has seen. Do you think he's Yaddle's baby? Do you think he's a clone of Yoda? Are we going to find that out? Do we need to have the babies of everybody? Do we need to have the same things over and over again? I feel like eventually we'll start to go into a. My friend David has a term called Memba Berries. And so far, there's a lot of stuff in each episode where you like, remember those member berries? Remember those member berries? Member berries. They're just everywhere. <laughs> Claire. Claire. When Claire... Ahsoka Tano. Asagi Taco. Well. I mean, seeing him and Mando Blast dudes... I liked watching Boba Fett be Boba Fett, but, but that, you know, there's a payoff to it, but there was no setup for him to be alive, I guess, unless you watched a, the animated series cartoons, you'd say, there was no setup for him to be alive, he fell into the Sarlacc pit and got burped, but I like that they didn't explain how he survived it, that's fine, this, every now and then, it's okay, I feel like it's okay. Every now and then, you got Boba Fett surviving the Sarlacc. Sure. He fell in. The Sarlacc, from evidence, burped. So maybe he got shot in the stomach. Maybe when, as soon as Boba Fett fell in there, he shot his knee cannons off. And then the Sarlacc uh, burped. Hasta la vista. Wait, hold on. So- sorry. Okay. Uh, hasta la vista, Wesley. I think that it's interesting um, that there's just no characters that have died ever in Star Wars. (laughs) Name a character that's died. If Mace Windu comes back, I'm going to shoot myself in the eyeball with a purple lightsaber. Apparently... Yeah, they're the only families in the universe There could just be... Jen, think about it. You're reading Dune... There could be there could be so many different houses of the holy, as it were. Remember, houses of the holy. They could have, uh, they could have so many different houses, the house Harkonnen, the house Atreides, they could have these houses that are equally powerful, but it's just, no, it's just, you're either a Palpatine or a Luke Skywalker or a baby Yoda. That's it. You're done. We saw those in the movies. That must mean that's, that's all that exists in this entire galaxy of, of millions of planets, <sighs> millions of planets. Let's go back to Tatooine, shall we? 500 times. Let's go back to this dust, desert, planet Tatooine. Let's just go back there every time when we want to pluck a few member berries. I'm ranting right now. This is a rant. Aristotle, full throttle, rant. (laughs) Hashtag. Um, I want Obi-Wan to have a secret love child. Yeah, everybody. Well, I'm telling you, they blew the whole opportunity to have the prequel trilogy be this love triangle between Anakin, Obi-Wan, being best friends, and then falling out because they both fell in love with the same droid or something. And then we find out later that, oh, the kid was the kid. We don't even know whose kids they are. We just leave it that... Padme or whoever is pregnant. We we don't even have to know that they're pregnant. It would be cool to find out that, oh, yeah, they ran off and they had a kid later. We don't need to spell it out. You can imply it. I love the implications of it all. Um, And then they could have had this falling out between Obi-Wan and Anakin because of the love interest or whoever. Uh, And then their kid could have been could have been like is Luke their kid what and it turns out oh Leia was their kid all the whole time how did the heck did Leia become the see if we don't know these things it's so much more fun that's what I feel like anyway Honestly, they would be better making it more rare. Yeah, I liked the idea. I'm, I'm gonna share this. The Oral Nots, I think they're called. They did a, a, a really funny sort of ridicule, but it's also really funny and really well done version of The Empire Strikes Back, where basically Darth Vader's like, "No, my daughter and my son, I know about them." And I'll send. I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna put it into the, the Discord. And you guys will laugh and laugh and laugh. If you want to join the Discord, remember you can pledge at least $1 a month to my Patreon or subscribe here on twitch.tv slash Aristotle Full Throttle. Please do that. Also, there are going to be shirts. There's Shirts. Shirts abound. Um, I might need a nap soon. But I might also play drums in a little bit. Just on Twitch, though. Just for a little bit. Maybe. Maybe I do need to have a nap and a, a pancake. Uh. Because I feel like being in love shouldn't be against the Jedi Code. Right. Well, that should be the thing. It's like, that's why the Jedi Code should fall apart. Because the Jedi Code is like, no attachments. Well, is that really a good thing to think? I was like, how are we going to even g- care if you guys can't love anything? Like, how are we going to even care? But I get that's why, you know, Anakin falls to the dark side because he falls in love or whatever. And he hungers for power. For power. Yeah, I think it should be super rare. Also, I think the Jedi should have been super rare. I didn't get why they just all spun their laser swords around all the time. Listen, I think that Star Wars Episode 2 is the worst, but now I do—I actually think that Star Wars Episode 9 is the absolute worst. But Star Wars Episode 2, that battle on Geonosis when they're in the arena and they're just spinning their lightsabers around, it is the most visual uh, explosive diarrhea I've ever seen on film. <laughs> It's just a bunch of lightsabers going, and it's just like this. There's no stakes. I don't care about it. It looks like a laser light show. I don't know who's fighting who. It's just a bunch of lightsabers spinning around. I don't, I'm very, I have have strong opinions about this. I think that, I think it really just gets away from the idea. There's a dude on... on the internet. I forget. I think it's Star Wars Theory. Guys, and I I, I watch Star Wars Theory. I'm a fan. I suggest you, su- you subscribe to Star Wars Theory also. But listen, I made fun of it because this dude raised $100,000 to make his own version of Star Wars and I watched the first episode of this <laughs> of his version of Star Wars and it was only this for 10 minutes. It was Darth Vader and the Emperor quarreling and then just constantly shooting each other with Force lightning. It was
0: like, no, you will die, and you will die, and I will kill you. No, 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 you will die.
1: And I was like, wow, this is exactly what a 10 year old would think Star Wars was. If they could. If they could make it, I found it a waste of money. Uh, like, you got all it is to you is Force Lightning and Darth Vader with his lightsaber. <laughs> That's what Star Wars was to this guy. And I'm like, okay, to each their own. To each their own Star Wars. For me, just give me a good story. Stop shooting lasers at each other. Stop shooting blue lasers up to the sky. In theory, Jedihood is a priesthood, Valve, celibacy. Prequels were unprecedented, so they. There was a large margin for error. 7 through 9 has no excuse. Completely agree. At least we can agree on that, will. And with that. You got to stick to it. <laughs> we I could totally agree with you on that. The prequels were unprecedented in the sense that it was like, wow, we're going to get all new Star Wars from the creator himself. He's going to write and direct them, even though he wrote and directed the only Star First the 1977 one. Um But uh, let's see. We'll be gaming 30. Let me go back to what... Did I miss a question? Just remember to subscribe. Remember to like and share. Please do that. Because otherwise, you know, otherwise it's just me and Grogu. Just me, Grogu, and you every day. So we were going to get the prequels with the creator of Star Wars himself who made arguably, you know, not the most entertaining. But he's kind of, hes George Lucas is a genius for creating Star Wars. He is also a genius even though he made the prequels. Because there's some great ideas in there. It's just poorly executed. But 7 through 9 absolutely 100% had no excuse. They could have, they've have had 40 years to make sequels to what we saw from 40 years ago. They had 40 years to think about that. They had the time. Even George Lucas's idea, if you guys research what George Lucas originally had thought up for the sequel trilogy, totally different ideas. Like, insanely further down the rabbit hole of what Star Wars 2 George Lucas is, which is a lot more and a lot more encompassing than what when it changes hands people just go eh, you will die like they they just take away that one trope they take away that one action of the the emperor shooting darth vader with force lightning and to them that's all of star wars but to george lucas the creator it's so much further deeper and you might not agree with it you may not like what he had in store but it was going to be like this mac- microcosmic world <laughs> Of the Wills and the Midacalorians, and it was just gonna be like this really crazy Odyssey. According to George Lucas, the sequel trilogy was gonna be a crazy Odyssey into the microcosmos. Because he's George Lucas and it has a way more active and vivid imagination than anybody who has taken the property and tried to make anything good of it. They've only ever run it into the ground, except for the Mandalorian blue lights into the sky, notwithstanding. Is it true that Lucas is coming back to Star Wars Universe to save it? David Hardin asks on Instagram. Well, interesting that you ask that. Because I feel like he hangs closely with Filoni and and Favreau. Um, I think he hangs really closely with Filoni and Favreau to make sure that I think those two guys, Filoni and Favreau who are writing and directing these Mandalorian episodes and Fet Filoni is like the head of the whole animation cartoon department, so he is like making sure George is still happy. Kind of, the, they kind of do everything with George in mind and they keep him close, they keep him close by. He's usually there's a lot of behind the scenes uh, footage where George Lucas is just hanging out on set of The Mandalorian because. They know that he's the papa. He's the big daddy. He's the guy who came up with the ideas for Star Wars and everything. So they go, hey, George, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? You are the granddaddy-o. What's inside your mind grapes is, is, is genius wine. Thought pancakes. I didn't love the blue magic lights, but it didn't get under my skin like it did for Aristotle. Just today, it got under my skin. Just for... Just for today, because I was like, what is the most controversial statement I can make? <laughs> Lucas is for sure involved in The Mandalorian. He, he's in constant talk with Favreau and Filoni. Escape from post? I I, I get the sense that the, that's going on. I really do. The picture of him, Baby Yoda, a while ago was actually during the shoot for The Jedi. Oh, interesting. Yeah, The Jedi was the episode with Ahsoka Sagitako. That was the episode before last. So... Remember, every Friday here on Aristotle Full Throttle, we have a watch party at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time immediately following the show. Right now, we're watching The Mandalorian. So come hang out with us this Friday and watch The Mandalorian with us at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Discord. And the way you get onto the Discord is you just subscribe on Twitch. Or you can donate or pledge $1 a month to this channel like our friends Escape from Post and Jen the Fierce and a lot of these folks who've been watching the show. You can donate, and then you get access to the Discord. You can hang out on the different channels. And we've got a Mandalorian channel. We've got a gaming channel. We've got all kinds of levels and tiers and fun stuff. Um, Rosario recently talked about it. Rosario recently talked about it. That's that's interesting, Escaper Post. I'm really enjoying the behind-the-scenes. I really enjoyed the... I'm going to go back again. We're going to triple down on this song. I really enjoy the behind-the-scenes stuff that they've been showing on... Disney Plus, which might be the best streaming service. No, it's Netflix, everybody. That was the question. What's the best streaming service? Maybe Disney Plus because it's got like the coolest stuff that you can rewatch. I watch, I watch and rewatch all the Avengers stuff all the time, all the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars stuff. It's got the best rewatchable movies, the biggest blockbusters for me. So my top two might be, I don't know, HBO Max is also pretty good going to have all the, so, the movies released on the day that they're supposed to go to the theater in HBO Max YouTube has been pumping out Filoni interviews explaining why the prequels aren't garbage just misunderstood well they're so misunderstood that I will never be able to wrap my mind around them ever being smart they're just uh, listen uh, the ideas in the prequels are great a lot of them are a lot of them are terrible but there are lots of new ideas And that's the trick. George Lucas is good at coming up with these new ideas. But the movie is poorly... The dialogue is bad. And it's not that... It's not shot well. That alone just makes it not interesting or stimulating mentally for me. It is just bad. Yeah, that's me picking my nose. Um... Season 2 of the gallery season comes out Christmas Day. Oh, nice. I'm excited. You know what I'm going to be doing Christmas Day? Watching Wonder Woman and Season 2 of the gallery series. Because I'm going to be here. In my room. In my, in my, in my box. Uh, talking to you. Just think of me as a Tamagotchi pet. <laughs> Pledge to the Patreon. And think of me as your Tamagotchi. <laughs> Gotta keep me alive. Uh, I didn't. Honestly, I honestly didn't like any of the ideas. Any, will you didn't like the idea that they cloned an army? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, the whole reason the prequels worked was that they're at least three film story from the jump. Not a single one. You didn't like a double-ended lightsaber? That was pretty cool. Let <laughs> me go back at the song again because <laughs> we, we we've gotten into a discussion. And I got no place to go. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> um, yeah, the reason the prequels worked were, uh, was there was at least three film story from the jump. Gen- yes. Mando is currently having that as well. Favreau has spoken about how far in advance these things have to be planned on Mando. Yeah, you got to plan it out. The MCU was no fluke. And I know that... Uh, I think Kevin Feige has also stepped in to be part of the Star Wars... The future of the whole Star Wars cinematic universe, interestingly. Even the editors for uh, Star Wars 1 talked about how... Uh, season 1 talked about how they all work together. From one avid project, they could all see what was going on in each episode at the same time. It was just one fluid experience. Interesting. Yes. You, people got to be on the same page there's the keeper of the holocron uh, what's what's our friend's name the keeper of the holocron the guy who knows every single thing about Star Wars and he is kept he, uh, what's his name I know somebody I know you guys know his name he's great he's on Twitter and he'll 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 confirm and deny certain things facts about the Star Wars universe that only he knows not only he knows but he knows every single detail he's like the one guy on the planet whose job it is to know every single detail of Star Wars. Clone's been there, done that. Double... So Is This Will does not like the double-ended lightsaber. I liked it. I liked that. I liked the way Darth Maul looked, except he got taken out like a punk. And But no, he comes back. He's not dead yet. But wait, didn't Qui-Gon Jinn get murdered? Not really, though, because we heard that he was communed with in Episode 3. Pablo... Hidalgo, thank you very much. Uh, it is Pablo Hidalgo. He is the keeper of the Holocron. He's the guy who knows everything about Star Wars. And uh, I, th- I love that that's his official job. <laughs> he could tell you ATST. He could tell you what's going on with that vehicle and this one and whatnot. But that's it, guys. I was mad. I was angry, but I was grumpy. And I did not like the idea that... Uh, the Force has to be visually shown to us. It doesn't... It just... It's an idea. I like the grounded reality of the Mandalorian. I like that not until now, we didn't see, like, lasers shooting out of anybody's fingers. So... I don't know. I blame Robert Rodriguez. He directed that episode. He could have been like... He could have had veto power and said, You know what? I don't want to demonstrate the power of the Force as a giant blue light that shoots up to the sky. I would like to... Be more subtle about it. Um, Yoda force-punking the Imperial... Yeah, that was hilarious. See, I like that. I liked Yoda... Baby Yoda... Uh... You're too... uh, Force-punking the Imperial Guards. Oh, right, right, yeah. That was rad. You're talking about the prequels when... Yoda yes. So that see that's a good idea. When Yoda walks into the room and the Imperial Guards, the highest trained guards in all of Star Wars that can you know that we saw all get taken out (laughs) in episode eight. He walks in and he straight up just the two guards just smash together and fall over. It was just nothing to him. It was nothing to him. The and that was a good demonstration to me of Yoda's powers was that he could just Go like that, and you get crushed. He's got mastery over his environment. He's got mastery. There was no blue lasers shooting out of him. But then when he pulled out the lightsaber, I said, put me, put that lightsaber right through my brain, please, because I don't want to see this happen. Stop Yoda. Yoda does not need a lightsaber. I'm going to put that Oral Nuts video into... Uh-oh. <laughs> the whole screen just disappeared for a second. <laughs> I think it's the Oral Nuts. Here, I'm going to find it. I'm going to drop the link in the chat right now, because it's hilarious. Let's see. Star Wars Reimagined. I think that's it. You guys can check out that link. I'll also drop it in the Mandalorian Discord server and whatnot. And this is how silly they kind of wrote themselves into a corner, I found. It's a, it's a little bit cynical, but I think it's more funny than anything because it makes a lot of sense. Well, guys, I think we did it. I think we... uh JK, that's not the style. Rodriguez is ridiculous. That's why I like him. Um, I like Rodriguez. I've always liked Robert Rodriguez's director. I've always liked his sense of... Action, which is oh, it's it's distinct. You know it's Robert Rodriguez when you're watching it. Like that scene where uh, Sh- Shreve, what's her name? She jumps backwards. This the sniper. She jumps backwards, and in slow motion, is flying backwards, and then shoots. That was one of the coolest moments in all of the Mandalorian, and that is because of Robert Rodriguez being just visually an incredible storyteller. Sorry, guys on Instagram, you're experiencing an interruption so i'm gonna bail on the instagram feed bye guys i'll see you on instagram tomorrow um my battery is low but robert rodriguez very cool i just i think one thing he could have done was done without the uh, the blue laser beams that's the court change i'm gonna do one more time You know it's Rodriguez because it's super amateur looking. You know, it's funny, Escape from Post, I do notice that a lot of the shots are bland. His sense of action is, is really f- freaking cool. His sense of momentum and action and and uh, and force, very cool. Stylistic. Though, my gripe is exactly that. With, with Robert Rodriguez, there are a lot of just bland shots where you're just like, why is this shot? this shot is in like he could have set this shot up a little bit better. <laughs> um Agent May doing her thing. <laughs> Ming na for the win. Yeah. It did look desperadoish. escape from post you gotta admit the shot where Boba shot down the cruiser and then that cruiser crashed into the other cruiser cruiser with his missile that was a good shot cause he just turned back to the camera and he says nice shot and he says I was aiming for the other one I thought that was a I thought that moment was a was like a character moment that was a Star Wars character I was aiming for the other one just sort of like it was also very Robert Rodriguez to turn around and not look at your explosion that you created. But, uh... Yeah. You can't do the low-budget style of shooting on a big-budget Star Wars. It was goofy, though. I liked it. I liked it. It was fun. <laughs> it was... But I feel you, though. Some of the those shots don't look... good. <laughs> Some of the shots are just... Come on, bro! You got an expensive camera and a whole crew. <laughs> why don't you Why don't you frame that up a little bit nicer? Um. Yeah, skip from post has a strong opinion about it. I like the turning away from the uh, explosion. There were there were moments that hit me awkwardly in this episode, especially the blue light beams. <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate that. Cool guys don't look at explosions callback. I like it. Why not? Oh, the crotch revolver was next. You're invoking uh, from dusk till dawn. But I've been doing this from from dawn till dusk. And I've got to go, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I should probably go eat a sandwich. But the discussion just got lively. (laughs) No... Maybe I should hang out for, like, five more minutes. Let me start again. <laughs> I literally got nowhere to go except for eat a sandwich. He had no regard for it. It all looked cheap as a result. On the other hand, the Empire stuff looks fine because it's all set and locked off. Yes, it's all set and locked off. Also, the volume makes it look pretty cool. Escape from posts. How cool, though, is that shot with Moff Gideon on the deck of the Imperial ship and having the volume around him projecting or or at least displaying on the leds light light speed going through light speed i thought that was really cool i think it's really cool for actors to be able to look around and see that environment instead of try to imagine what it's like because i've had to do that before i've had to be on a stage for a vr thing where uh they were like, okay, now a tree is growing next to you. Okay, now, here co- now the sky is going to turn purple. And now <laughs> and they're just shouting at me what's happening, and I'm having to act to it. Instead, when you've got the volume, which is like a 360-degree dome of LEDs that can project in real time everything around you and actually move in a parallax so that wherever you move the camera, everything sort of shifts so that it's accurate. I thought that was really cool. Uh, that was a really cool shot last season in, I think it was the season finale or the one before it when they're on the lava boat and uh, and they're able to kind of be on the volume and see everything moving around them that's just that's a game changer it's a game changer it's great it's better than projected backgrounds because it's brighter and it looks more consistent and you can move it in real time, you can add and subtract from the from the images. That's great. Mukbang. Grogu throwing troopers. That was pretty cool. I think it's funny. It comes up a lot as positive that the actors have stuff to look at, because when you hear them talk about it's more disorientating. Uh, disorienting. You quickly give. And it can quickly give you vertigo. Well you know I can see that being disorientating. However, if you're just standing there and everything's moving around you like the uh, on the volume, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's there's a give and take. I think if you're moving, if you're pretending to be moving, it can be confusing but if it's just a set and locked off type of set, which probably is it's still moving around you because the camera's moving it's probably a lot more um, encompassing and, and and feeling like you're there more. Green screens, though, there's a give and take... Listen, there's a plus and minus for everything. Plus and minus, because the green screen, you literally do not know what it's going to look like until it's been rendered. <laughs> so nobody... So they're describing to you what it's going to look like. Maybe they'll show you some animatics. Maybe they'll show you some stuff. But you don't know what you're looking at until they decide later on in the the finished product what you're looking at. Whereas you can literally show the actor like, this is what it looks like. This is the planet you're on. This is the environment. I think that's pretty cool. It's a stream whilst eating. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, you guys... Isn't that called sploshing? Alright. Let's send the volume to space and put Tom Cruise in it. Cruiser. Tom cruiser (laughs) yeah well you're making me hungry for some mind pancakes but I agree with you there are there's pluses and minuses for having the volume I'm sure it's definitely a plus for the people who have got to make their special effects later because they're like look we we just film it and now we can just edit it (laughs) we can color correct it and edit it and it'll just be fine it'll um I'm sure they have to tweak it sometimes Top Cruise. Top Ramen. Speaking of dinner. <laughs> I'd like to thank you guys for joining and sticking to it. Sticking to the end with me. See, that was the lesson for today was stick-to-itiveness. And I figured I'd stay, hang out just a few more minutes to talk about this because I know I was grumpy. I know I was upset. I was mad about it. But I'm... I'm happy to always talk about Star Wars even though we were talking about streaming services I might just hang out and watch some Star Wars later on tonight I dropped the link for the uh, Star Wars Reimagined I think it's hilarious I think you should check it out it's real fun billions of Tom Cruise's come back and destroy us that's true you don't want to send out Tom Cruise you don't want more than one Tom Cruise one is enough what was that movie called again? Oblivion you're talking about oblivions. Um Or you're talking about I don't want to say it because it'll ruin the whole idea of the movie. But there's also another movie that takes place sort of in space where there's a character that is there's more than one of them. And it's great. It's one of the best sci-fi movies to come out in the last ten years. I like. I liked it a lot. Uh-oh, Atlas 20th. You can always rewind to the beginning. Remember, like, I'm going to rewind the song, like, for the 10th time. We did it. We did a, a really fun show, Atlas 20th. Should have been there. Tomorrow, though, come watch Lord of the Rings trivia. Good Lord of the Rings trivia. So, and on Fridays, Mando Watch Party. Oblivion was pretty good. You don't, but you don't want. Oblivion was one of the first to use a volume stage, by the way. We were just talking about the volume stage. Uh, Oblivion had. was like the first movie, I think, to feature that type of technology where you're up in the sky and everything is just LED screens of or projected images onto like sheets or something so that when uh, Tom Cruise is in that thing, he's actually looking out at real images. Where each chapter is different, famous sci-fi trope. Well, I think I'm tapped out. I I drank coffee for every meal today, so I probably I had a pe- I had peanuts and an apple, so those were good. Now I'm gonna go have some dessert, some thought, some thought pancakes. Uh, but this has been a lively discussion. I always enjoy talking with you guys and hanging out at 5 p.m. specific Standard Time every day. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's the game to see whether or not I'm gonna stay or go. Gravity. We can talk about that gravity tomorrow. I didn't really think it was great. (laughs) Oblivion's pretty good, though. I recommend Oblivion. It might be on one of the streaming services. So, guys, check out the show tomorrow. We're going to have Lord of the Rings trivia. Hang out. Have fun. It's going to be intense. We're going to play the most dramatic chord in the world. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle, your bro with the fro, and I'll see you tomorrow. I lost the button for Stop Streaming. Oh, here it is. Okay, bye, guys.